Hey, Flomies, it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. So this week we are doing part two of our best of series for 2022. We're going to listen on parts of three interviews that we had earlier this year that were really outstanding. Our first one is with Jordan Miner. He's a, a longtime Flomie. Also, for those who don't know, he's a country western musician, very talented. If you haven't, if you didn't listen to the first interview we did with him earlier this year, I implore you to go back and listen to it, get to hear him sing a song. But he has a, a really great story. Uh, of just how he got to where he's at and all the things that he's had to overcome. So uh, really encouraging to listen to. But what we're going to listen to today is a part of the interview where he talks about how he makes his business work for him. And he certainly has a very unique circumstance. So he gives really good advice. But we talk a lot about uh, choosing the work that you take on, the customers that you have, which ones you let go, which ones you keep, which jobs you turn down, because even though it may be a good money at that time for the lo- in the long run, it's probably not going to work out best for your business. Uh, but some really good advice in there. So I really encourage you to listen to that. Our next uh, interview we're going to have is with Peter Cruz. Peter's a relatively new Flomi, but he's been uh, he's a very good participator now. And uh, we had a great interview with him. Uh, he has a very interesting perspective in that he came from the world of finance before he got into window cleaning. So he applies a lot of the things that he knows about business into his uh, growth as a window cleaner in the New Mexico area. And so he's got some really great advice to help you uh, help your growth in your company. And with growth in mind, we have our third interview, and that's with Melody Edwards. She joined me for a Gabe's Corner that was based on having a growth mindset. And this is one of my favorite interviews that I did in this year because it really hits on some things that are very important to me and really should be important to all business owners who, who want to stay healthy and relevant throughout their years in their company. Uh, because we talk about how important it is to stay open to changes and, and some of the traps that we can fall into as a business owner, uh, you know, using our years of experience as only the, the only thing to, to guide our decisions that we make for the future when everything in the world changes. And so we have to be flexible and having a growth mindset is really important key in keeping that flexibility and helping us to be healthy long into the future. So I know you're gonna enjoy all three of these uh, interviews. So let's listen in and let's get started. Let me ask you, if you don't mind, uh, you know, I don't wanna to get too personal, but but with your, no. with your rehab, um, how, it was not for my knee. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but did did working like did doing windows help, or was that something that was presented in other challenge? Because I mean, it's, it's an independent <laughs> you, job, right? You you have a lot oh, of yeah. freedom, and when you're trying to come out of yeah. that, that can obviously bring yeah. some temptation uh, too. It did for a little while. Uh, I mean, all the window cleaners, you know, I've met. It's like there's a well, there's some that are just business guys that you know, they're, they're running it because it's a business and don't, Mm -hmm. that maybe aren't in the lifestyle, the window cleaning, like some of us are, but but the people that seem like passionate about window cleaning itself, it's, I've met a lot of, it's either like, you know, former addicts or alcoholics slash musicians. And, Mm -hmm. and then a lot of like Christian or or church people or homeschoolers, Uh, Mm -hmm. it's like weird niches. And then maybe I'm probably a combination of all three of those now. Um, So, yeah, it, it was good. I mean, I, uh, you know, that stint in rehab probably, it didn't take very well the first time and, uh, or, well, that was the only time I went, knock on wood, yeah. but, uh, but it didn't, it didn't, uh, didn't last as long as I'd hoped at least, um, you know, I had sure. to have kids before I figured, figured that part of my life out, I think, but, uh, but no, so yeah, it, it, it was, yeah, it was probably, 
you know, no, I guess it was probably not good because I figured out, you know, you got a little too much independence and somebody, if you're working with somebody else with a habit and you decide you want to uh, take your lunch break, you know, over in the hood and spend the rest of the day, uh, you know, enjoying the, uh, the, the, the window cleaning a little bit more, but probably not being as productive. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's, that's what I was thinking, you know, cause I, as someone who, you know, mentors people and talks to people and especially, um, you know, not just in the window cleaning industry, uh, but, you know, talking to young people who sometimes are coming out of rehab and they're looking to do something. Obviously, they're going to have a hard time finding work elsewhere, right? Right. They're going to have time finding work in a um, standard type of job because they're going to do. A, it's awesome uh, because of that, though, because like, you know, you can. I mean, you don't have to shave. You can kind of, you know, I'm ta- I got tattoos. Actually, back then yeah. I wasn't tattooed, I guess. But, you know, I mean, I've turned down jobs because I knew I was going to have to shave. And this is not yeah. an industry that that matters. Uh, so yeah. it's definitely a, a good, I think a good, if you've got a good mentor, like if you got somebody like that's, yourself that you're working for, it's an awesome, awesome opportunity. That That's what I, I try to instill in them. Whatever, whatever industry they end up going towards is like, look, if you want to get into that, hey, more power to you, but you got to have or be around good people. Because if oh yeah, because you could go to Wall Street and you know they're I mean they're doing coke on the lunch breaks and stuff too. Yep. So it's yep. Uh, you know it, I mean it's uh, you know my, it's the same like we talk about it with our kids at school. And, you know I tell my wife I was like, look, this stuff, private schools, public schools, it doesn't you know private school kids can Absolutely. just afford better drugs sometimes. Absolutely, it's all out Absolutely. there. You just gotta you know know how to watch for it. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you came out on the right end of that. And I, I know that's a struggle for a lot of people. And, and uh, so that's, that's really good on you that you were able to. Oh, and, and like you said, I, being a parent, that, that'll, <laughs> that'll sort <laughs> oh, yeah. you up real fast. Won't it? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good. So you started out, you, you had your first company that when that you owned was Joe Country Hydro Clean, right? And Hill, so Con- you are- Hill Country Hydro Clean. Oh, Hill yep. Country. I'm yep. sorry. Did they yeah, we live here in the yep. Texas Hill Country. And- gotcha. So Hill Country Hydro Clean, and you just, before we came on, you were talking about how you're wanting to rebrand and you're wanting to kind of change things up. So kind of walk us through a little bit of of that history of your company, why you, why you felt the need to rebrand, why you chose the initial name in the beginning uh, and kind of how this experience is going for you so far. Yeah. So, well, I guess one of my choices at the beginning, uh, you know, trying to pick a name, uh, well, for a band name or for any, any name, that's the hardest part, I think. And it yeah, certainly yeah. was with the company thing. And I was, you know, at the time, I guess I thought maybe I would do more pressure washing, even though I hate doing it and, and there's money in it. But uh, so sure. I was trying to come up with something that just covered everything and uh, and told, you know, kind of covered our area here in Texas. And um, I live just north of San Antonio, kind of a little bit south, almost in between San Antonio and Austin, um, just a little bit south of that center line there and uh so I kind of work all over the hill country and uh so that was my that was my theory and hydro clean I was like oh clean you know I'm cleaning with water and uh and really I I, and I should have just gone with Jordan the window cleaner to begin with because that was my other strong choice um yeah yeah but it I don't know I just thought well it sounds too generic and I guess at the time I don't know if I knew about Luke the window cleaner but uh, or maybe it, maybe it, that was, you know, I don't know. You, you worry about, you overthink all yeah. this stuff. So, right. Right. Oh um, yeah. I totally did too. Yeah. So, but, but then what I, in fact, I, I kept that name longer 
than I intended to because my buddy that did the logo, the logo was so awesome that I was like, man, this logo is great. But then I was like, I this guy, <laughs> he can do another logo. That's probably just as cool or cooler. Sure, and sure. So I finally, I reached out to him a month or so ago and he said, he was like, man, um, I've got to finish up some stuff for Garth. Can you wait a couple of weeks? I was like, Garth Brooks? <laughs> or Garth from, uh, you know, from <laughs> Wayne's World. World. <laughs> yeah, I was, either one would be cool. Yeah, so yeah, he was finishing up Garth Brooks stuff. I was like, oh, wow, awesome. Yeah, I can, nice. I can wait on that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so he just, just sent me new logo stuff. And uh, sweet. so I got to get, get the new cards made and, you know, switch everything over. But I thought, man, if, if I keep waiting, the longer you wait, the harder it gets. Yes, um, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I had, um, let me see if I... Uh, I think I took my hat back. I had my other hat on that had our logo on it, but we have, oh, actually I have this right here. I don't know if this will, can see it, but this is our, our logo. Oh yeah. This little, the, call yeah, it the window cool. dude. Right. And, and yeah. I started with that. This is like when, uh, like you said, like a, a free license image and we just doctored it up a little bit. Anyways, about two years ago when we were doing our rebranding, I was like, oh, we got to change the logo up. We got to do this. And I had submitted, you know, I, I got different, you know, other little guys to, to replace him. Everyone had a fit. <laughs> had a fit. I was yep. like, no, you can't change the window guy. He's been with you forever. So we just made him a little, little cooler looking. We changed him up a little bit, but yep. we kept the basic concept um, on it. So it just freshened it up a little bit. But like what you said, man, once, once it gets hooked, it's like there's a certain point where it's really hard to change <laughs> without I know. making people upset. Yeah, well, so. and I had, I was actually speaking to Mike Nichols about it, I guess, last year. And because uh, uh -huh. he I think he had done, you know, gone through a similar change a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's the, it's cool the window idea. guys now. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And he was like, that's what that's because that's what I was like. Everybody just calls us Jordan, yep. the window cleaner. I'm, it's all referral pretty much. And they just say, call yeah. Jordan, the window cleaner. Right. And uh, he said he was like, yeah, they just call us the window guys. And I thought that would be simple. And so that was kind of I was like, hey. If Mike gives me the okay, then I'm probably making a good decision. So. <laughs> <Very> cool. <laughs> Hopefully. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Mike's Mike's a good judge of that type of stuff. So I'm glad that you had him to talk to. So yeah, yeah. so so um you made the change. Um, you're I know one of the things that's been important to you is uh having flexibility. Um, so what what are some of the things that you're doing? Well, first of all, why is flexibility important to you? What kind of how are you using that? Because everyone uses their flexibility different ways. Yeah. Uh, so so why is it important to you? How are you using it? And and how are you making your, your business work for you as opposed to being stuck working for it? Yeah. Well, uh when I started, um, well, like I started, I guess in 2017, but it was kind of the end of the year. So I don't really uh, you know officially probably considered 2018 and then of course you got winter so it was a few months really before things kind of got ramped up um and uh my youngest was born in 2017 so okay i kind of started off like uh I, I was doing uh i'd been cleaning windows for for years for other people and um then i took a uh, i wanted to work closer to home and took a pool maintenance job with a friend's company okay and uh you know, I just, I was like, man, I got to work, start working for myself when I had the kids. And so I, my wife had had a good year in her sales and I was like, man, this is the time to make the jump while we've got these extra commission checks. If we're going to, you know, I knew I had a little padding and, uh, but a lot of it was with the newborn. I was like, I can kind of stay home. You know, if, if the work schedule is not full, I can be the one that, uh, you know, helps out here more. And, um, yeah. 
and so that's kind of how it worked out then nice. and uh and it kind of you know as i started building momentum uh it worked out pretty well but then i guess covid hit of course uh you know as right as i was kind of uh hit my stride and of course. Uh, we ended up changing schools for the kids and my oldest um she's in third grade now but she was going into second grade um so i guess she was in first grade you know and they didn't come back for the end of that year so i kind of helped out with that and then the new school that we put them in the youngest it was a three day a week thing for her so i started staying home she went monday wednesday friday and i stayed home tuesdays and thursdays and just started booking saturdays uh a four-day week and so I'm, I'm just now kind of getting back to like a normal schedule because she's on a five day a week now. But okay. But yeah, a lot of it just really revolved around, you know, having been able to have time for the kids. And uh, and then, you know, I'm not playing music as much as I used to. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I try to kind of keep flexibility for that. And sure. um, so, yeah, that's, you know, probably I guess all the reasons anybody does it. But, but definitely for family, yeah. uh, it's, for sure. it's nice to nice to have the flexibility for sure. So, so tell me what, um, how do you, how do you control that? Because for a lot of, and it was for me, not so much now, now, now I, I, I definitely, um, although, you know, obviously the, the, the business is always going to pull a degree of, you know, attention from me at all, because I'm running the business. If we've got four crews, there's always going to be something to do, but, but how do you keep your, your focus when it comes to that, you know, obviously your daughter is going to be home. So that's not, that's kind of out of the question. Right. But now that she's, you know, in, in a school, you know, and now you have more of a flexibility as to when you do your business, um, how do you keep control of that? Because I think that's something that window cleaners struggle with. Um, a lot of the guys I talk to, all they do is just take jobs, jobs, oh, jobs, yeah. ask, yeah. yes, and they take it and they take it and they take it and they're working Saturday and they're working Sunday. And then, and then they don't know why they're dying. Right. They don't know right. why they're, they're just burnt out. Oh, so, yeah. so how do you, what do you do to keep that in check so that you're not burning yourself out now that you have the opportunity? My biggest thing, well, the best, the best is referrals. Um, so the, the second guy that I, ended up working for and I still actually helped him with jobs. He had a stroke a year and a half ago. So I kind of helped him bail out some of his business, but a lot of my initial business came from him and I just tried to keep it referrals and know, you know, know what signs to look for, you know, the bad customers. And, and so usually I try not to take those if they're too needy mm-hmm. and I never take a job the same week. Like even if I have availability, I'll tell people I'm booked out at least two weeks usually, and I'll try to pitch you in which usually makes it look like I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm so in demand. Yeah, I'm swamped. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I've faked my way into that because now I am swamped, but, um, yeah. but I, I'm also, I, I just, man, I, 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 uh, I guess the biggest, I, I love working by myself and not having to deal with people. And so those people, like I, I value that so much that I know, I guess I know what not to get into now. And, Sure. I mean, I've certainly taken those jobs where you're just like, why did I do this? And I'm still guilty of it. Like, you know, old, older ladies or something. I'm like, right. I mean, some of it, of course, everybody does. But I mean, there's some that I'm when I say older, I'm like, 
this is just a divorcee that just wants a deal. And I, you know, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm like, I sh- shouldn't be uh, given, given discounts or, or, you know, all right, I'll fit you in. Uh, so now I've just, I've kind of just tried to really be firm about it. Like, unless mm-hmm. you're an awesome customer, you're not going to get in at least it's going to be two weeks, you know? And so yeah. I'm trying to train really just train my customers. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the key. Um, one, one of the downfalls of being, one of those, uh, um, Hey, I'm right at your service kind of guys is that they get used to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, exactly. And when you can do it is great because boy, you come yeah. off as the hero and they love you and they're telling everybody about you, but then you've, you know, your daughter's got a thing you got to get to, and they're calling you up, you know, Friday, you know, afternoons, yep. Oh, you know, Jordan, Oh, I got this big event on Sunday. Oh, you got to save me. Please come and do my windows. I'm sorry. I didn't call you a week ago, but you know, and now you're just like, Oh, you know, and so you, you do have to set those expectations, you know? And and, and if you can do that and, and again, those are the customers you want to keep, right? Those who respect your time and want you to spend time with your family and don't want to pull you from that. The ones who are, who get mad that you don't drop everything for them. Oh, you know, yeah. those are the ones who are going to, you know, you don't want them because they're going to leave the exactly. bad reviews for you. You, you can, yep. you know, spill blood for them for, you know, years. Oh, yeah. The, one the minute time you, you don't, don't show up. Yep. They're yep, like, I've because they'll call the guy, the next guy that will jump mm-hmm. through the hoops. And yeah. 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 I mean, I learned that playing music. Like if you just, I'm like, man, if I take these, you know, I mean, if I'm playing at some little piddly sports bar, <laughs> why is this you know nice music venue down the hall they don't necessarily need me because i know i don't know so I, I learned i guess some of that that it's like yeah you just you jump through all these hoops to try to make ends meet and sometimes you're better off holding out and waiting for you know one big thing it, it, it always works itself out in window cleaning i don't you know it just manages to yeah um, yeah for reals i think that's an important lesson to learn and it's it's not you don't learn it right away right um, you have to take those people, jobs too the hard you gotta learn yeah the hard way. yeah in, in the beginning you absolutely have to take those right because you got to get established but i think you know people always say i want to have my own business because i want to have control over my schedule but yet the moment <laughs> that you have the opportunity to exercise that control you don't because right. you don't want to chase off the customer or you, or you, you want to be the hero or, or whatever, you know, there's a million reasons why you take those jobs when you should be saying no to them, but it's, it's okay. Why did you, why did you start your own business it's to have control of your schedule? So are you going to control your schedule? Yep. And, and that's the lesson that, that is sometimes hard to learn. And uh, yeah, know, it's, hard, it's hard to say no to those dollars. You know, I know. Well, like and, you, you and gotta, the, I guess the blessing and the curse of being a solo guy too, is that, like trying to get to all these estimates. I mean, if you're not out doing it, you know, it, but sometimes I'm like, man, I just got to, if they can't wait, then I'm not the guy for them. Or, yep. um, and yep. when is window cleaning ever an emergency? You know, I yeah, mean, exactly. It, it's usually not, it's people just think it is. So, uh, or it's, it's, you know, it's their bad, their bad organization, right? Exactly. They're having a huge event uh, yeah. on Saturday, but they don't call you until Wednesday. <laughs> so exactly. it's like, well, look, I mean, you know, if you would have called me last Wednesday, I probably would have been right. able to fit you in this Wednesday. You know what? I'm not working on a yep. Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm not exactly. coming in, you know? And, yep. and so you, you don't, you shouldn't feel like you have to, you know, have an imposition put upon you because they thought last minute about doing the windows. Right. That's not, that's not yep. my fault. And so exactly. again, it's that control. You, you can say no 
but so many people are feel obligated to say yes. Well, uh, and, and I that, still, and I drove to an estimate two days ago that I knew it was a, they wanted a roof washed. And I knew, I was like, I know this, ha- it's going to be too big. I don't want to do it. And I could already, it was a friend's mother-in-law, if that tells you anything. And I was like, I should just say no. And I know yes. I'm going to refer this to my buddy. Why am I driving That's out here? Right, and exactly. I still did it. I did it. Yeah, I, I drove 20 I miles same, out of my way. I did the same thing. Not, not quite that far, but it was a friend. <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he used to, I actually bought his business from, ta- from in oh, town. Cool. He moved, he moved to Kansas city. I think I, can't, I keep forgetting where he moved to, but uh, anyways, he called me and says, Hey, this is a longtime customer. I've cleaned for her for years. She's really nice. She doesn't have a big home, but she's saying she has water spots. Could you go take a look? And I just right away, I was like, I really don't want to do that. I know, <laughs> I know she's not going to want to pay what I'm going right. to charge to remove those hard water stains. I went, you know, it was again, nowhere near. And she talked my ear off for an hour. I stayed there for a whole hour talking. And of course she thanked me for taking the time, but I'm like, well, she didn't didn't want to do this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can thank me with, you know, $50 for my time here, but yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things where you have to, you, it's okay to say no. And you have to allow yourself to be able to do that. Even if you come out looking like the bad guy in their eyes. Um, you know, your time is more valuable. Right. And usually those people that are that demanding, like you don't want to deal with them. They're not going to be a long-term customer anyway. And, and not, so it's like, and what am not I going to pay anything? Even if they get their feelings hurt. You're right. Mm-hmm. Even if they get their feelings hurt, why it's no, you know, but it's yeah. easy to say here, uh, you know, sit here and talk about it, but I'll, I'll probably still make the same mistake. <laughs> yeah. <next time>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, the last I thing just, I really, oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I just try to spread those mistakes out a little bit more. You know, I'm getting better at it. And being being busy, too, I'm just because, you know, I, a lot of it was just like, I'm it's like, man, I'm I'm losing money. The jobs I could be doing where there's a term for it. I can't think of it right now. Uh, you probably know it. Sunk. Sunk. sunk well, cost. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the. No. Um, yeah, it's the sunk cost or yeah, sunk cost fallacy. You've already exerted yes. yourself for a certain thing you feel have the need to f- go through with it because you feel like if you don't, you've wasted whatever you put into it. Yeah. Uh, and that's, exactly. that ruins a lot of businesses, you know, um, yep. just, and just then, as, yeah. So, so because the estimate and it, so you take, you accept the lower job, lower mm-hmm. cost job and, and you're losing money on something that would have, yep. you know, paid you double. Um, yep. Yeah. So classic example of that we had all the Chipotles in Tucson and we, we cleaned for them and, you know, when I got the job, I was still real small. So I, I gave him a really good deal. I mean, cause it was good for right. me. I, I had income, you know, that I could count on regardless if it was raining, regardless if it was slow, I, I could count on that. And it was like a $1,500 check. I mean, it was nothing to laugh at, at the end of the month. Right. So we, we came them weekly, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, monthly. Yeah, for sure. So we, you know, as, as a single owner operator, that was great. But then once I started hiring and now I'm sending people to that job, well, now the actual profit was very razor thin. Yeah. And, but you know, of course you still have those feelings because you remember those times those checks saved you from, from starving, starving that month or paid your mortgage or whatever. And you have that emotional attachment to that. And so it came to where they, I had raised prices and they were asking me to go back down to the price to what I was charging. Mm. You know, you're, you're raising it beyond what we can pay you. Please go back to what we were, keep, keep our old deal. And I just, I was so tempted to say yes to it because I did not want to lose that account. Um, and then right. I, 
I said, no, sorry. I, this is my prices. If you can't, you know, they ended up just doing it in house. They just, they didn't even hire. Oh, yeah. They just yep. gave bought yep. window. And of course the windows look like that too. Right. Um, right. You can tell still but, probably, <laughs> but you know, it opened up all of yeah. these hours during the week that now I could have residential there. And yep. I and didn't, probably pull know, in another thousand bucks with the absolutely crew jumping through hoops to make three or 400. Absolutely. Cause you know, and then not only that, but because they had to be done by a certain time because they, I couldn't be cool oh, when yeah. they were open that I had to yeah. do my whole schedule around them. I mean, so much revolved yeah. around them and I just didn't realize how, how ingrained it had gotten into my business. And once I, I said no to it, it was almost like a, like a boost to my business because right. I had all of this higher profit income now coming in that I had, because of my attachment to the sure thing, I, I yeah. lost that opportunity to make more money. And, and I, that's an important lesson to learn well, as well, but that's also part of knowing your worth, yeah. you know, knowing, knowing what you, well, that makes me feel good. Cause I just lost one. I had a, uh, the property company contact me and they're putting in these new buildings and it would be in town. A lot of my work is in San Antonio, which is mm-hmm. 15 or 20 miles South. And I was like, man, it would be great to get commercial work in town. And I was trying to cut them a deal. They wanted monthly, which I, I was like, you probably only need quarterly or, or maybe every other month. Um, and I went as low as I could and uh, lower than I probably thought I should have. And um, and then they said, hey, go back and bid this other building, too. We've got another. So I was like, cool. They like this price. I'm going to. And then I, you know, nothing. And uh, I find reached out to the lady again and, oh, yeah, we actually just got somebody to do a one time clean. And we're, you know, I was like, so they're. Uh, you know, all this stuff. And, and even my wife was saying like, maybe lower it a little bit more. So we, you know, it's a sure thing, but I was, I was like, man, I will be kicking myself yeah. out there in the heat doing these jobs, you know, thinking mm-hmm. about the other jobs. I could be making money, more money. Absolutely. Right. But it's coming along and I just hired somebody in the office that I'm hoping is going to take a lot of off my plate Nice, help me um, balance everything out. It, so. it, it's, it's worth, I know a lot of people kind of get nervous about getting office help and, and delegating some of those decisions to someone else because, you know, it's your baby, your business is your baby. But Exactly. Oh, you know, it, it, there's definitely, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, kind of a learning curve in the beginning, but once right. that person knows how you like to run your business, man, it is just, is such relief, you know, to not you, have to deal with the day to day. We talked yeah. one time. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I understand the psychology of it because I was the same way in the field. Like I didn't trust to just leave them because I had a certain way and I'm very particular being, I guess, an accountant anal. Mm-hmm. So, but fortunately I finally found the right people and they've been Good. with me a long time. Uh, one of my employees has been with me going on 10 years Nice. and everybody else has been a long time. And I obviously learned how to run the business better in order to retain good people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now, yeah. So that was a learning process too, because sometimes you get desperate and you hire someone just because you're desperate yep. and you regret it. Um, yep. Afterwards. Yep. Absolutely. So. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I, that says a lot about your business to customers 
when your employees have been there for 10 years. And I, I, I don't, I don't think, cause you know, and again, nothing wrong with this type of business model. A lot of companies kind of have the, the turnover model, you know, where they just pay low, someone will work there for six months, they quit, they hire, they just hire someone else. And they're just kind of continually cycling through employees. Well, I'm sorry. You, that's stupid. I'm, <laughs> uh, you, I know you're being nice. Yeah. You're yeah. just well, making I mean, your life miserable because yeah, I kind of went through that myself. Yeah. And you just, you know, you have to come to a point and realize I, I have to take this up and uh, you have to take care of your employees mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they take care of you to a certain Absolutely. degree. And Absolutely. The investing in them is an investment in the business. You want them to achieve their dreams too, uh, yeah. not just be a slave driver. And they, in the long run, they're going to, it helps you to what yes. you want to achieve. So you're yes. not, you know, if you think I'm just going to hire these minimum wage guys and keep hiring and firing them. Uh, you're never going to grow. You're never no. going to grow. really. And, and you don't have the consistency, you know, no. but if you got a guy who's been there for 10 years, your customers develop a relationship with oh, yeah. that person. And, you know? and it's and a so, girl too. So it's not a guy, but yeah, <laughs> even better. Yeah, well, even better. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and especially if they're in the office and talking, you know, it's like, when they call, even though they don't get you, they still feel they're getting the company. And I think that it's that transition from moving from you being the face of your company right. to your culture being the face of your company. Exactly. Because if, if the culture is that way, it doesn't matter who's going to talk to the clients, they're going to reflect that culture. And that's what people, that's what you want them to be focused on. And that's when they're going to be loyal to you because they know that no matter what happens, the same culture is going to be there and that's who they want to be a part of. That's right. Uh, I always tell them, I want them to love my brand, not Peter. Where's Peter? Yes. Or yes. even, and that happens sometimes, uh, the girl that I have, that's been with me a long time. Her name is Ruth. And they'll be like, well, where's Ruth? Through <laughs> today. This crew is great. I, I read one of your articles you wrote about the A team and the B team. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I explained that, you know, we don't want to make them feel like there's an A team and a B team. We all want to be the A team. Yeah. Yep. And there's, you know, we want them to love Clearview, not, mm-hmm. you know, Gabe or Ruth or Julian. Yes. I'm just throwing the names of my employees. We want them to love the brand. It's like when you go to Walmart, you don't go there because I love that cashier Lucy, you know, right. I hope Lucy's there today. I'll buy my groceries if Lucy's there. You don't go for the cashier named Lucy. You go because it's Walmart. It's a brand. And that's the same way I feel about my company. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, that, that's that's really good. Now, now, because of your business background, um, no, like, like for me, for instance, when I started, I, like I said, I probably went about 12 years where I was just, it was just me. <clears throat> I was a sole proprietor. I had no business background. I um, kept everything in a in a paper calendar. You know, I had a Phoenix map <clears throat> that I would you know flip to. I remember the first time I actually got a a physical GPS thing that was on my. Tr- I, it was. I just thought I was like a, a rocket yeah. scientist after that. Um, now we're in the world of CRMs. Now we're in the world of, of other companies selling us things to help us to manage. So. I, let's say I'm a new guy. I'm coming in. What recommendations would you give to me as far as CRMs, as far or any type of organization that I should keep in mind as a, as a new uh, window cleaner? Well, when I first started, I obviously was um, int- I obviously was familiar with QuickBooks, which is pretty much the the accounting software that I think lots of businesses our size use. 
So I was able actually to, I figured out a way to, it's an accounting software. So I figured out kind of a way to put it in there as a quasi CRM. I figured out a way to do it, but it wasn't, you know, as a true CRM. Yeah. So I finally started researching and there's a lot of good CRMs out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not putting down any of them. Obviously one of my considerations was price. So I personally, uh, our company uses the customer factor, which is one that a lot of, a lot of people use Mm -hmm. because first of all, price, Mm -hmm. it's unbeatable. Um, And it's fairly, I mean, the support could be better, I think, and more information on it, but for the price you're getting, it's a bargain. And, and, so, and not only yeah. that, once, once you learn it, <clears throat> you know it, you know, I mean, my yeah, office exactly. knows, my office knows it better than I do. <laughs> you exactly. know, they're, they're continually pointing out different things. Hey, if you would do it this way, this right. would make it easier for your techs. And this would make it easier for, I'm like, oh, I had no idea if that was even a feature, you know? Exactly. So you, you, you do learn it. And, and the times that we've had to call, they've been pretty on, you know, we really haven't had. Too yeah. Many. I mean, they're nice. I mean, you talk to the owner usually, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, Sometimes I'm like, is there more people that work there? <laughs> I mean, they have a gajillion customers, mm-hmm. but uh, overall it's, it's very good. And it's, you know, really helped us a lot. We, like I said, the last three, four years, big things have happened. Waterfit polls, implementing a CRM, mm-hmm. uh, getting an, a physical office. That's not at my house. Uh, all of these things just made my business it, uh, double. I mean, we're going to double this year uh, from two years ago, nice. just because of those things. And now hiring an office person, which I had never done before, a person that has a lot of knowledge. So I'm hoping this is even going to take us to another level. And and it's just by doing this, it's it helps everybody. Because um, sometimes the reason I didn't do this, I felt overwhelmed just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, you know. Yep a new software. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I liked my book that I wrote my appointments in, um, stuff like that. But once you do it, there is a learning period. Nothing's easy, but once you do it, it's like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the thing I I try to instill in, in new owners. Cause you know, I mean, obviously they come in with, with certain expectations or, or they've, they've watched the videos and they already have kind of a, a mindset and they're already thinking, like, okay, well, what am I, I need to get this, you know, uh, Mormon, you know, Wagdale, whatever, you know, yeah. brand. And, and they're already looking at all this equipment. And I'm like, you know what, man, rather than worry, just get some basic equipment, get good at that basic equipment and put your energy towards the organization of your business. Exactly. You know, just focus on, on laying a good foundation for growth because Frankly, your first customers you're going to get, you're not going to need a Mormon, you know, on a 20 foot right. pole to, to they come don't care. They, you just yeah. look at just me. Right I'm now, using a wagtail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. I don't care. You know, exactly. <laughs> I like, don't, don't worry it. about that stuff yet. Get good at the basic stuff, but focus on, on setting, getting your, your business in line to grow. Exactly. Because if you, if you were like me, and here, you know, we got started and, and I just literally just was handed squeegee in a pole and, and a bucket. And it was like, here's some jobs, go do them. And, and I had like an hour of training from, from the person who I bought the, the stuff from, you know, there's so much that I just, bad habits. I just had no idea, you know, exactly. and, and 
And like you said, with taxes, you know, where you're paying as a sole proprietor, it's, you know, you're paying out the nose in taxes that you yeah, normally wouldn't have taxed. to. You're getting yeah. double taxed. So that's what I, I, I tell people, take the time to do it right. Set it up first instead of, like I said, like going on a long trip and you're ju- climbing into a junky car and you think by putting gas in it, that's all you need to do. The mm-hmm. tires are bald. <laughs> There's no oil. You get going and then halfway during the trip, you know, you have all kinds of problems. And that's the same way with a business. Yeah. You know, do all of those things at the beginning. Then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's done. Then you're not having to backtrack and say, why am I paying all this tax? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have people that, you know, they make the money and then they're mixing it in with their personal. And then mm-hmm. when it's tax time, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And then you end up, you know, you didn't do quarterly payments if you have it set up like that and you owe $15,000 in yeah. tax. It just yep. accrues so quickly. So. Yeah, I, I never owed that much, but I did owe like $5,000 one year and it might as well have been $15,000 right. at the time. It's a know? lot of money to owe. Uh, it, it is, it is. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. It's, and the thing is, is it was money I did not, I should not have had to pay if exactly. I would have been structured properly. You know, so, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. So guys, just... Talk to a tax professional, get set up right from the beginning. Even if you've only got three customers, just get set up. And and like you said, get a separate account. uh, um, And then that way you can just keep it separate. The other thing too, I I always recommend people do is rather than than just take disbursements from the business when you get the money, have a salary, you know? Exactly. Have a set salary. That way when you have the good months, that money stays in the bank. And then when you have the bad months, you know, you, you can, you have something to draw from and, and it just tapers out. Cause I went from, you know, in, in Tucson, I don't know how it is in Las Cruces, but we have the monsoon season. So when the monsoon season ends, October through December is insanely busy. So, I mean, yes. I'm making so much money during that time. Yes. yes. And then, you know, it slows down a little bit in January, starts picking up and then spring cleaning comes also a really good time. And then the summer hits and it's just yep. nothing just totally stops and your ramen noodles for, you know, three months. And then of course you're going into debt because you still got to pay your mortgage. You still got to pay your car. You still got to pay this. And then what happens, you're in a hole and then you start the busy season, you get done with it and you have nothing to show because you're, you spent all that time paying off your debt that you had, you know, built up in the, in the summer. And so if you, if you can just have a salary where you're not overspending when you have the money, then it, you, you go into the busy season with on a level field, you know, and you can actually make a profit during that time. And, exactly. and for me, I mean, I would pull, I would pull my business out of, you know, really bad spot, you know, just with that busy season. So I, imagine if I started without being in debt, you know, that, yeah, that's what exactly. I, that's, that's what my, my logic was. And now that I've done that, it's just like, wow, it actually, you know, it, it works and, and I'm not without because, you know, it's, yeah, is it less than what I could be making? Sure. But now I'm not stressed out during the slow season. You know, we, we don't exactly. have to worry about paying our bills because we're getting paid the same, exactly the same. So that's kind of a reason too, because our monsoon season's like yours too. And I, it's probably not as bad. I think it's a little drier where I live, but uh, that's why I did add on services too. So we do have, you know, um, I, I used to think, I don't want to get into it, but we got into pressure washing mm-hmm. and doing dryer vent cleaning. So that, adds like a nice chunk of money to our business to where when we are a little slower with window cleaning mm-hmm. um and, and sometimes i'm glad we're slow like 
uh, we've been, this year has just like been absurd. Uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, everybody talks about the economy and blah, blah, blah. And it's all bull because we're all <laughs> super busy, all the window mm. cleaners. And we did have some rain, like last week it rained and we worked every day. We were working outside. It was rainy and mm. we would tell the people it's raining or no, it's okay. I want you to do it anyway. I was like, this is absurd. I'd never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And we finally, yesterday didn't work because of the rain. Uh, there was some clouds and so finally, and, and kind of gave us a rest. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, but like For you sure. said, there are going to be times when it's a week or two of no work. You need to have something stopped away. And I try to, with my employees, I set up things to where I pay them bonus days, they're called. So if I run into that and I have money, I'm okay with paying them some days uh, that they're not working. They appreciate that. Keeps mm-hmm. them surviving. Yeah. So it's just, you just got to find ways to keep it going because you don't want to have an employee. You think about it. If you don't pay yourself um, for a month, you probably wouldn't do that. You're like, well, I don't have work. Sorry, bro. Have fun they're going to go get another job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out ways to retain employees, even during the slow times. Sure. Absolutely. Very good. Um, now in your area, do you have a lot of competition? You know, uh, not really. Um, I have an ex-employee of course that went and started his own, but you know, um, not, nothing close to the size and the city we're like it. If somebody thinks okay. of window cleaning, uh, if you go online and look, we have over 200 Google reviews and it's growing every day yeah. compared to the other ones, maybe have 18 or something. So mm-hmm. we rank first. Um, we have our trucks are all wrapped. You can see the shirts we have. I mean, mm-hmm. we stand out wherever yeah. uh, we are. So the competition here isn't big. And even for the city of El Paso, which is a city of about 700,000 people, there's really nobody there either. It's just mm-hmm. like this you know, kind of a ocean um, full of fish, avoid. but I need to go fishing over there. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. manpower wise, you know, finding the right people. It's all the big Now, would you, would you consider something like uh, hiring someone over there to, yeah. to like kind of expand? Yeah. That is actually my goal here because I actually, uh, one of my main guys and another employee, they live in El Paso. Oh, all so right, there you go. Once I get going, you know, that's going to be, his nice. territory it's just that uh finding impl- you know the right employees yep. is sh- it's tough right now it's oh, tough man it's crazy Hard. yeah i i went um we had a real tough april because we were super busy and i had uh employee get covid i had an employee blow out his back i had another one blow out his knee um in that whole month i was shorthanded almost every single day and one one day in, in particular i worked a 14 hour day. It was this huge house that was all glass, but they were having um, uh, like a party big or party or something the next day. And it was all literally just like almost three stories of glass, just wall of glass. And, and then of course my water fed was acting up. Oh. So I, I, I manually pulled that whole house by myself. I did the whole thing. And it was just an exterior only thankfully. Um, but uh, it, it took me that whole day to do it. And I, 
you know, I was, I was supposed to have three, you know, four, or yeah, four people total that day, you know, uh, three with me. And then one other guy doing another job. And I had one other guy with me. He went and did that. He didn't even finish. I had to go back. This was a Friday. So I had to go back Saturday morning and finish his jobs for him. And then um, I spent, like I said, 14 hours on that one house. They were really appreciative because obviously they, they didn't have an, op, uh, you know, rescheduling wasn't an option. Right, right. But it was like that the whole month. And, and we actually lost money because we had, you know, jobs that were scheduled that we had to either, you know, reschedule to the next month or they went somewhere else because they needed it done. Right. And um, I was trying to find someone to work I could not find a single person, not even an unskilled person who would exactly. accept the job. No, and no they don't want to work. They don't. Nobody and wants I used to work. And I, you know, even on a temporary basis, I thought, well, surely someone will say, Hey, yeah, I need some money. You know, I'll work a couple of weeks and just do some grunt work. I could not find a single. And, and I had guys call, but um, they were not good candidates, you know? No. And, yeah. and one guy actually hired against my, my um, better judgment and, and he ended up quitting the, an hour and a half into the first job. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he walked I, down, sat by the truck. He pulled out a bucket and just sat by the truck. So I'm not working. I'm done. That, this isn't for me. I'm like, I had, you uh, be kidding me. I was trying to hire. I had set up four interviews. None of them showed up. <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, and it's like, and, and I'm really picky now. And, you sure. know, the, the people that I have are all like top notch and I'm not going to yeah. upset that, you know, chemistry yes. that I have. Because it's not worth some. it. No, it's not worth it. So yeah. um, I'll even, I'll, if I have to push come to shove, I'll, I'll go out there like you. I think you're like 10 years younger than me though. So, but I'm um, 47. I'm not too, I'm not too far behind. Yeah. yeah. 47. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I do like getting out there sometimes. I uh, recently, it was one of the hottest days of the year and I worked mm. all day and mm. uh, I had to get on the roof because we were doing a dryer vent and I almost like I uh, got up real and I almost like fainted. I didn't realize uh, I was getting heat stroke. Wow. So, um, but you know, push comes to shove, I'll get out there, but that, that that's not efficient use of my time either. No. Know? So and that's that's where I got to the point is you know what I better serve my company by being in the office and exactly. and I still I still love like you said I, I'm the same way you are I love cleaning windows I love interacting with customers so I I don't see myself being totally out of the field but I only want to be in the field one maybe two days a week and the right. rest I want to devote to to doing the the um, you know running the business and and thankfully I do have a really solid crew right now and I have people that I can count on and. Um, I'm going to be losing one right now. Uh, he's, he's looking for another job uh, shortly, but um, you know, the guys that I got, like you said, I, I, we have a good culture, we have positive atmosphere and it's like, you do not want to bring anybody in to, to mess that up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause exactly. that's, that's worth, that's, that's, that's a, a, a compensation to your employees when they exactly. know they come to work and there's no drama, there's no backbiting, exactly. there's no po office politics. They can just come do work, get rewarded and, and be appreciated, you know, exactly. and, and that's what we want to make sure our employees feel that way. Yeah. And I, I have amazing employees, whether or not they feel that way about me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They, we had our, uh, during it was COVID, but we had a, they threw a surprise 15 year anniversary oh, nice. party last October. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I think, you know, we have a great environment. Um, 
I do a lot of things that other business owners would be probably like, you know, there's no way I would do that. And it's like, you know, I, I got to do it for them. You know, they, they have their dreams and they have mm-hmm. their uh, needs too. So a lot, some of them have families, yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. So um, you gotta, you, if we help each other, everybody wins. So that's yeah. kind of my philosophy. Let, let's um, get into kind of what the characteristics of a growth mindset are, because we say it and I think other people have heard it and it almost becomes like a buzzword. And, and yeah. I hate buzzwords because <laughs> they, they almost take, they, it almost sucks the soul out of what the, the, ta- the, the concept is. And so uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking on the fixed mindset because we're trying to avoid that. So let's talk about what a growth mindset is and what the characteristics are of that. So we already mentioned that a growth mindset is one in which you've kind of expanded your, your view. You're not just stuck in one area. You're looking for ways to, to change, to grow. You're not afraid to take on challenges. So let, let's talk about some of these characteristics and, and we'll kind of go back and forth on each one. So the first one that's listed in this article that I, I got this information from, which is belief in development over time. So that means that if you don't have a skill, you can take the time to learn it and to get better at it and to be able to utilize it in your business. So that was one, something that I, I struggled with because like I mentioned earlier, I felt like if I didn't, if I couldn't grasp it like that, I almost didn't want to invest the time to do it because it was almost like a waste of time. I only wanted to focus on the things or the skills that I seem to already have kind of a a natural uh, inclination to do, you know, that my, my, my current skills fit in with that. And it's almost like when you work out and you get the guys who only do upper body because they like the way they look. And then their their legs are like sticks <laughs> because they never do the, the lower body. Cause they're uncomfortable with it. Cause they're not as strong. They like to lift the big weights and look like they're, you know, th- that they're being impressive, but they don't, they don't work on the complete package of their body. And then yeah. it creates a, a, an imbalance, you know, and a, an asymmetry in their body. And, we can do that as business owners. We can focus so much on the parts of the business that we excel in, like maybe the customer service or the actual or equipment or, or equipment. Yeah. 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 And or then skill. we neglect, right. We neglect yeah. the stuff we're not good at. Maybe it's office yeah. work. Maybe it's doing our taxes. Maybe it's, you know, uh, uh, HR stuff, you know, trying to keep the culture in your business. And we just may not like that stuff. And then it can really actually hurt our, our company. So or we might be uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. with a, a lot of that stuff because it felt like um, I just always assumed you had to go to college to have a business. Mm-hmm. And I have always thought that business was like you, a thing you just learned like engineering or something, and then you would be able to do a business. And yeah. I felt like I was cheating a system by just starting or having one. But the thing that is, yeah, it's just, it, for me, it felt like I was able to, I'm sorry, my son just came in the room and totally just <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, that I think I have to end that sentence because I was not expecting him to. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, one of the things too, that helped me with this, with learning to, to believe in development over time were the conventions. Oh and yeah. I, I avoided the conventions for a long time because I focused on the expense. Yeah. And I focused and I just assumed there was really nothing I could gain from there that I kind of already knew 
everything I needed to know for my situation. And how wrong were you, right? I was the same way. I was the same way. My very first one I went to was just, was just the trade show at the IWCA. And even just that, just being exposed to different tools that I had never seen before, uh, seeing uh, demonstrations of how things work, you know, learning about different chemicals. I mean, it just was like, wow. So the next year I went to a full convention, it was in San Diego and it just blew my mind. And I just, I didn't know how much I didn't know. Yeah. And we don't. That's what was important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, it's in, so I, I'm going to get back to it now that my son is not here anymore. Um, <laughs> so I think that when I didn't know a lot about the business, like with, for instance, marketing, I used to pride myself mm-hmm. on being a referral only business. And yes, I hear that a lot. You know, because that meant that I was really good, people just referred me, but it also meant I didn't have to grow mm-hmm. beyond my comfort level mm-hmm. in terms of marketing or sales or having more crews. And so when it finally was time for me to develop that part of, it was very uncomfortable. It was like, it just was a totally different way of doing business. And most people don't do business necessarily. Not most, a lot don't do it by referral. Like they, Mm -hmm. they start with the marketing, you know, Mm -hmm. budget and, or do putting out flyers. I never did any of that stuff. Um, So it's interesting or like accounting and bookkeeping. I finally understand how my books work. I understand how to do all of that stuff, but I know that I am not meant to do that in my company. So I pay Mm -hmm. somebody else to do it. So you should always understand the things that we need to to be doing or that are going to affect our business, but it doesn't mean that we need to be the ones doing it. It's so funny how often, I shouldn't say often, it hasn't happened in a while, but there was a period where I felt like every other person on Instagram was messaging me. And because I, I, on my Instagram, I would put reviews and I would put, yeah. you know, this is, you know, my Google reviews and this is how much we have. And I thank you for that, you know. And I get a, a, a business owner would message me and say, oh, why are you focusing on Google reviews? That's, that's, you should focus on referrals getting referrals from your company, you know, from your customers. And I'd let them kind of go on their spiel about lecturing me on, on worrying about Google reviews or paying for advertising. And I said, I should focus on referrals. And then I wait till they're done. And then I'm like, yeah, um, actually do get a lot of work from referrals, but I also get a lot of work from Google reviews and I get a lot of work from advertising because you know what? I don't say no to any of those. I use all of them. Referrals from my customers are awesome. Yeah. So are Google reviews because I'm reaching different audiences, which each of yes. those things. So when you shut everything off because you say referrals are the only way to go, you, you that's a fixed mindset. You're saying yeah. these other options are garbage because they're not the one that I'm familiar with and that I'm comfortable with. And that's yeah. that's the danger. We limit our business in that way because we're saying these other options, I'm not even going to consider them because they're different from what I'm comfortable with. And yeah. And, it traps us. Yeah. I'll get, I'll be vulnerable for a minute and say that there have been many times in this industry where I could not accept information from other people because it felt like some, like, like it was hurting. It, like if I acknowledged that somebody mm-hmm. else might know something more than me, mm-hmm. that they would see me as being stupid. And that's obviously a high school you know, young person chip on my shoulder that I was holding on to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something I still have to work on. You know, I still have to be like open to hearing people, what they have to say. 
and understanding that people like there are people who have been mentoring me for years Mm -hmm. that I couldn't hear the information they were saying to me five years ago. And now I'm like, Oh my God, why didn't I listen to them five years ago? But I wasn't ready. Right. You know, that's it. it. And it happens so often. Yeah. That that's one of the other uh, characteristics of having a growth mindset is acceptance of feedback. And a lot of times when we, you're right, when we get the feedback, we're not ready. And it could be, Uh we're not ready emotionally, or we're not ready mentally, but it could just also be that our business is just not ready to handle that particular type of feedback, you know? And um, I I remember a long time ago, a friend had given me some advice about, you know, if you receive advice that you don't think applies to you, put it in your pocket because Mm -hmm. you might need it later. And I always think about that when I receive input, because like, sometimes people will like, talk to me and they'll give me advice that really is for a business that's maybe twice as big as mine. Right. So it doesn't really apply. You know, it's talking about investing money that I, I probably don't need to spend right now because of my clientele yeah. isn't that big, but I mean, who knows if I get there, that may be good advice. So I'm yeah. not going to dismiss it and say, Oh, that doesn't apply to me. Forget it. I'm going to say, you know what? That doesn't apply to me right now, but I'm going to keep that in mind. And if my business ever gets there, now I have that this little nugget of, of information or wisdom that I that can help me to make that transition to that, yeah. to that level or whatever. But you have to be willing to accept it. And like you said, it's it, there's an emotional attachment as well. Because yeah. I'm working, I've been doing this for 20 years. And now maybe someone who's been a window cleaner for 10 years gives me some input. Am right. I going to say, oh, what can a guy with 10 years tell me? I've been doing this for 22 years. And we get that a lot, right? On social media. Oh, all totally. The time. totally. So if we're, if we have a growth mindset, we're not going to dismiss that. Now we can, we may dismiss it after considering it for a while. Yes. And we may yep. say after taking this and this and this and in, in, as a factor, I've decided I'm not really going to use this information. I think it's short-sighted, but to dismiss it out of hand right off the beginning, we're, we're limiting ourselves. In, in well, I know, I know some people who have grown, they're young and they've grown their businesses very quickly yeah. just by following the advice of people that I cannot follow the advice of because my mind, you know, the longer we do it, the harder it is to continue to like keep open. And, but also the longer I've done it, the more I know that I don't know a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really have always envied these people who can just like attach themselves to the information and move forward and they're killing it, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to work for me where I am because I have to do a lot more work on, Mm -hmm you know, everything in here, in my head. And um, they're at a different place. They're a different person. They have a different situation. So it's like, sometimes we, you know, I can, that person who only has maybe three years in the business, they have advice that I could take that they've done something. And if I was ready to hear it, like they could actually help me. And just because they've only done it a couple of years, doesn't mean that they don't have something helpful. And sometimes those young guys, they've got a, a, an angle that they're looking at the business that we've yes. been stuck over here totally. and they're looking at it from over here and they're seeing stuff that we're just not seeing. Yes. And so yeah. we have to look at, we have to think of it that way. And, and, and maybe we're missing out on something that they see just because they, they don't have all the blocks up from, from being oh, in the industry yes. for so many years, you know, or the, yeah. or the patterns or the habits or whatever. And yep. uh, they, they may be hitting on something that's just a really good business idea and as, as you know, the, the, the uh, business environment changes and, and uh, uh, you know, how people are making money changes and the economy changes, man, we can't be closed off to that for sure. No. Well, um, and I think Gabe, 
just one more thing is that we've, you and I have been in the business a long time. And when we started, there was not the kind of information freely flowing the way that it is right now. And so I'm kind of more forgiving of myself for not being able to just get, get with it a lot of times because I had 10 years or 15 years of like, just me trying banging to banging your head against the wall. Yeah, banging my head <laughs> against the wall. Yep, and yep. undoing those patterns takes ages. It takes yes. so much work. And it's something I actively work on all the time. But yeah. it's important. I just want people to know who have been doing this a long time yeah. that the more you practice this, the more you practice having a growth mindset, which is not an easy thing, yeah. but it can actually, it does work. Like you can open up your mind, you can see things differently. It just, it takes a lot of, of, um, well, work really. And, and humility. Yeah. Well, that's the big one is humility. Yep. And that's a hard one. And, and with humility is, is comes closely with the next step and that's getting inspiration from others. Mm. Um, I think when you're a successful business owner or, or even if you're not, maybe you're trying to get there and you're not quite there when you see other companies succeeding or, or kind of just at least getting like a, a good, you know, getting some fire under them yeah. or getting some good press, you know, or they're getting big on, on social media and, and it's a tendency to kind of feel jealous about, you know, and yeah. maybe you're even resentful. Like I've been doing this for 15 years and here's this guy three years. And now he look at how much work he's got or how much attention he's getting. And we can easily kind of fall into that realm of, of jealousy or, or even getting bitter Yes. That maybe they, it just seems like they didn't have to work as hard as we did. And they, they're getting the things we're working for. But if we have a growth mindset, we can take inspiration from that. Cause then we yeah. can say, oh, wait, Hey, they're, they've only been doing it three years and they're doing, well, what are they doing? That's working for them. Maybe they're, they have something that we can learn from. Right. Uh, oh, or we can just be happy. I mean, what, there's something to be said about being just happy for other people's success. Another you know? practice right there, you know? That is something that um, if you're somebody who struggles with that, like I've, I'm very much happy for, for most people like I, but then there are times when it's just so hard to be happy for them because of the struggle that we go through, yeah. but we don't know everybody's struggles. We know nobody's we struggles because we're not living them. In, in, so, yeah. yeah. A lot of times what we see on social media is the good side. Right. Of course, we, yeah. we see it's because it's curated and, and of course they're putting their best foot forward, their best face forward. Everything's edited, uh, you know, yeah. everything's done. And, and so we're seeing the final product. We're not. Why do we forget seeing, that? We know, always why, forget that in the moment. Yeah, we do. But yeah. and that's that's one of our big things with our social media is we're always trying to share other window cleaners stories, or if they got a cool TikTok, or they got a, yeah. a cool reel, or maybe like an instructional video that we think is pretty solid. We try yeah. to share those because it just, I think it's, it, well, for one, it helps us to stay humble that we know, Hey, there's other window cleaners who are doing pretty good. And yeah. they've got, they, they got some pretty good stuff out there and they're helping others, you know, but yeah. two, it's like learning to be happy for others helps you to helps your your success to be even that much more sweeter yeah you feel like you're a part of a of a, a culture or a crew it's or a group community. you're building a community a around you exactly and, and we're all kind of lifting yeah. each other up you know exactly that's like what into the flow is that's exactly what it was designed yeah. for us his purpose was to give us that community so that's lifting each other up instead of pushing each other down and, and trying to climb up on someone else to get ahead you know yes. um and so yeah developing ins or learning to gain inspiration from others is a big step 
Um, another one, this was really hard for me, again, just from my background, viewing obstacles as temporary. Um, oh, I yeah. think when we hit a brick wall on something, we feel like that brick wall is always going to be there. And this happened to me when I first started hiring. Um, I, I was I the was sole proprietor for years, I think for like 10 years before I hired my first employee. And I did, I hired him. It seemed like it was working good until tax time came. And I didn't understand about payroll taxes. I didn't understand, oh, yeah. about, you know, all of this, all of this stuff that just all of a sudden opened up workers comp, you know, my liability went up. And I realized that at the end of the year of when I hired my first worker, I made less personally yeah. than when I, and then when I was by myself. So I freaked out Yeah, and I backed off and I just, I didn't lay him off. I think he, I think he quit. Um, you know, it was kind of just, yeah. it ran its course. So he left, I just didn't hire. And I went back to just being a single owner operator. And I kind of felt that sting of like, oh man, why, why would I do that? And it took me a little while to realize that when you hire, um, what I call it is you have to break through the wall. You have to bust. Oh through yes. Yeah. You run into the wall. You can hit the wall. That means you're going to slow down. Yeah. But once you get past the wall, if you can break through it, now you're in a better position to run faster and you're able to go without that. And once you hire an employee, then your profits do eventually go up, but initially they're not. And so being, pre being prepared to, okay, there's going to be an obstacle here. It's going to take a little bit of time and effort and energy to overcome it. But once I overcome that obstacle, there's benefits and, and there's, there's prosperity on the other side of that and being willing to go through that, you know. I, think I haven't, I actually am somebody who sees a wall and then tries to find a ladder to get, it. <laughs> but mostly what gets me is the exhaustion of running into those walls. Yeah, when yeah. you it, it, even, I mean, we're all pretty tenacious as business owners, mm -hmm. but the, I mean, I experienced it this past week where my exhaustion got so severe that um, it was like uh, burnout basically. Mm -hmm. It was just like a burnout. And that's what usually like when I used to have employee issues, that's the thing that would happen. There'd be a burnout of nothing's changing, nothing's changing. And, and the, the thing that um, I've taken to in a, is gentle extreme ownership, I call it. Where <laughs> of I believe that really I can solve any problem. If I consider it to be not my fault, but like under my responsibility, then I can literally solve any problem. Awesome. That's a growth mindset idea. Yes. Um, yes. And so I have really, I always think like that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't experience that, you know, the, the burnout, which is the thing that's killer, uh, along mm -hmm. with your thing of like backing off. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the same kind of thing you back off because you don't like that feeling or you don't like how that hurt the sting. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I I, I kind of went through my first um, view of, of an obstacle as temporary with Waterfed because I, I, I've mm -hmm. always been a traditional guy. I just never could afford a system. I was, you know, single owner operator. I had small accounts. It was, you know, 20, 25 hours a week I worked. So I just never could justify investing in Waterfed. And then we picked up this uh, car dealership and it just... I just couldn't, if I was going to take this job, I was going to have to buy water fed. So I said, well, I'm going to be doing this once a month. It will pay for the system. I bought the system. 
I started doing the work and I struggled with, I just felt like, Oh, this mm. is garbage. Why here I'm doing, I'm getting streaks. I'm getting spots. I'm getting, you know, drips after the fact, after I'm leaving, yep. um, why am I going through all this hassle? And I could just be pulling this manually, you know, doing old school, you know, 20 foot pulling yeah. and, and, and get it done. It's going to take me longer, but at least it's going to look good. I'm not going to have to go back, you know? And I had a real negative attitude towards it for a while. And then I just finally was like, well, wait a second. There's other window cleaners who can do this. So obviously oh, yeah. it can yeah. be done. This is an obstacle that can be uh, uh, overcome. Yes. I just haven't figured it out yet. So instead of sitting here whining and complaining, why don't I go try to find people who have done it and get their advice? And I did. And, and that was probably my first introduction to the, the pro window cleaning group, you know, and mm. I, that's when I started asking, I made a lot of connections there. And a lot of those guys that I made connections early on are the ones for some of the ones who started the into the flow, you know? Yeah. But it, that, that taught me a lot that just because I may struggle at something and may, maybe I, I can't see the solution to it. That doesn't mean there isn't one. I just need to find the, who has the answer to that and then try to learn and apply yeah. that, you know, or watch the YouTube videos until you find the one that resonates with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, watch the YouTube videos. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. So, so just knowing that any obstacle we face, it's temporary. Totally. Know, it's only, it's totally. only permanent if we let it be permanent, you know, that we can, yes. we can figure out how to overcome that. Okay. Folks, I hope you enjoyed those interviews. We just have one more ITF flowcast for the year, and that's going to be our Flowy Roundtable. So that'll be coming up on our next edition. But anyways, until then, you guys take care. And as always, flow on. <laughs>